going in. It's too big. Size matters not. Didn't go in. So it's big. Hey everybody, welcome to Hoth Topic, our spin-off show from the Sarlite Digest. I'm your host, Darth Dad, but over here you just call me Chris, because uh, when I talk to myself, I generally don't use my Instagram handle. Hey, we got a few things to talk about this week, but first and foremost, look at this, we're going to get this motherfucker out on time this week. I actually got time available in the morning to go ahead and record, and I'm not going to wait five days late and fuck up Marco's whole schedule. Mainly because he's going to be out of town and told me I had to get this shit done if it was going to get out at all. So it's been a pretty positive week in the world of Star Wars, I think. So uh, again, not a whole lot of bitching. This will be two weeks in a row where I don't have to go on a Star Wars rant with a whole bunch of fake news and bantha poodoo and bullshit. Um, I don't know what's going on, but these uh, happy episodes, I don't know if they're flying well. I, I like to cuss and tell everybody off and use the fuck word a whole, whole lot. But uh, we'll see how many times I can drop it today being happy. So, and as I mentioned earlier, you guys know this is a spin-off show of the Sarlite Digest. Well, at least I hope you know it's a spin-off show. I mention it all the time, and, and the Sarlite show has been around for over a year. But uh, I hope you're listening to Sarlite right now, because we're doing something different, where we're going through each and every movie and dissecting it, you know, half by half. You know, the last two weeks we took the first half of, of episode one, last week we took the second half of episode one, and we, we listen, we watch it together and we record our discussions and go through everything. Sometimes it's a little bit jumbled, but that's part of the fun, right? But really what you're getting down to is we're getting into the lore of each one, our thoughts about each one, uh, breaking down things that people might not know in the movies, uh, little uh, Easter eggs and, and what have you that we know of. If we miss anything or you want to bring it up, go ahead and uh, shoot us a, a message on Instagram on Sarlacc or Hoth, um, and I'll get back to you and we'll, we can discuss it and we can bring it up on a show. But uh, we're having a lot of fun doing that, and that's something that I, I think we've all wanted to do together for a long time. Now, Marco and I have watched all the Star Wars movies together. You know, we've had drinking games about it. We've done all sorts of stupid shit, and we've been to the the movies together and watched, you know, each one, whether it be the special edition re-releases, the prequels, the sequels, the standalones, whatever. You know, we've been doing this for a while, but to have all the guys together talking about it, dissecting it, you know having Ernie and Scott and Mike, when Mike shows up, to go through all these is uh, is, a, is a blast. And I hope you guys are listening to that for sure. But guess what? I'm going to talk about it here too because I have my own show and I have my own mic. So all my opinions only matter here so I can tell everybody to fuck off if they don't agree with me. That's why I have my own show. So just I want to I recap and kind of talk about episode one just a little bit on the side. Um I won't get too deep into the pod race scene because I believe we've been through the pod race over and over again. I'm, I know, again, you know, Marco still won't admit it that I won that discussion and everybody knows the pod race scene is way too long and sucks ass. But for the most part, if you guys remember back, if you're old enough and listening, I hope, you know, hope you guys had a chance to go and, and relive the 1999 lines when this was re-released. You got to go back to, you know, the time before that. We didn't think we were ever, ever going to get any more Star Wars movies. We figured all we were going to get now were books and comics. Because back in, what, 92, uh, we got Heir to the Empire. And we're like, holy shit, you know, I got new Star Wars stories. This is this is fantastic. And Dark Force Rising and The Last Command. And everything else started kind of rolling around at, at that point. But those were the, the big ones coming out. And I thought that was all we were ever going to get. So then they announced these new movies. 
And the word prequel had never, ever come up. It's always been sequel, right? So this is something else that really, for all intents and purposes, you know, Lucasfilm created again. George Lucas added this into our whole world, this prequel thing, which has tons of different movies doing prequels now. But at the time, we didn't know anything about it, what a fuck a prequel was. So when they announced new movies, we were assuming it was going to be, because we didn't know any better, those Thrawn books. So they say they're going back in time, and we're going to see the rise of Darth Vader. And at this point, through the the lore and our, our readings and, you know, everything back then, we knew, obviously, how it was going to end. We knew Anakin would become Vader, right? And we knew Obi-Wan and Anakin would have a fight over a lava pit, and Obi-Wan would basically beat Anakin, throw him into lava, and that would create Darth Vader. We knew that was going to happen. I don't remember exactly how we knew it. But we definitely knew that part. And Marco and I have talked about that recently, and we did figure out how, but I, for the life of me, can't remember at this point. And you guys know I don't do any fucking research for these shows. But anyway, back to 99, you know, we get really excited when this is actually coming out. And this is back when all the the the, the uh, first shows were at midnight, right? And we were young. We we're, were 22, 23, 24 years old. So going to a midnight show is no big fucking deal. You try and get me to a midnight show right now, I'm like, well, fuck off. I'll see you tomorrow. You know, that's why I'm glad they do the 7 o'clocks now for my old ass. And I'm sure that's completely on purpose, too, because our generation's way too old to stay up for fucking midnight shows. But back then, I, I don't remember how I got tickets to the to the first midnight, uh, but I remember uh, Marco and Sam and some of our other buddies didn't get that. They got, like, the 245 show. So I went in there with some other friends and, and got in uh, early. And I remember coming out, and we had been pumped, pumped, for for months on end, you know, we got in every toy at this point. You know, we were all at the the first uh, Star Wars at Toys R Us and, and uh, the Midnight Madness. There, we we were there for that or Force Friday. I don't think it was on a Friday though. At that point, you know, we were there. We got all the toys that were in fucking kiddie pools and on the walls and everywhere. They were just stocked. We didn't have any problem like we did this last year where there was no stock, no nothing. It was everything there at one time. You know, we had gone through collecting. Uh, toppers for the cups, going to Pizza Hut and KFC and Taco Bell and all this shit. We had built ourselves up so much for this fucking movie. I mean, everything in my house was fucking episode one, episode one, episode one. I had that teaser poster up already and framed, you know, that I still have hanging in my office. All these things, we were so worked up. So I get to see this movie, and the big thing is Darth Maul, right? Like, I, I went to that first ever Star Wars celebration in Denver. And I got all this Darth Maul stuff and this Darth badass Darth Maul poster from Celebration, you know, where he's hovering over Anakin in the, in the background and all these great things. So we're just ready for this fucking Darth Maul character and we're, we're pumped and we're ready to go. And then we've already gotten our head cannon that, oh man, Darth Maul, he's going to go all three movies and it's going to be in the last movie in episode three where him and Vader just get down and they fight and Vader takes his place as the apprentice. And that's where we end up seeing Vader and yada, yada. We, we figure in our head... We have Anakin becoming Vader probably by, you know, mid-episode two, end of episode two, and episode three is just Vader going ape shit. That's our headcanon. So kind of relate that to now, how everybody's headcanon is and what's coming out in the sequels, and you'll realize that this isn't the first time this shit's happened where our headcanon gets in the way of, of the movies. But anyway, I remember enjoying the movie, being on the edge of my seat, just loving the fact that I'm watching Star Wars again, I'm hearing the music, I'm seeing... You know, Anakin meet Obi-Wan. I, I've, I've now seen Obi-Wan's master. I've seen all these new racist aliens. Um, Jar Jar at this time, you know, everybody fucking picks on Jar Jar, but Jar Jar at the time was so, you know, earth-shattering, groundbreaking, different to have this CGI character interacting 
uh, with everybody. And I remember watching the behind the scenes, and you'd see Ahmed Best in his outfit and turn. You see Obi Wan Duck, and all these things where you're like, wow, how amazing is this? You know, it was it was magic to see happen. And then you watch the movie, and, and I remember coming out of the theater right after fucking Darth Maul gets sliced up in the end, and all this piece, and and Qui Gon dies. I remember coming out like shocked. I'm like, how the fuck? Did they kill Darth Maul, the coolest looking character they've probably ever made? How this happened? He was the he was the cover of the toy. He was on the box. He was in every poster I had in my room besides the teaser. I mean, all this stuff. How did you kill Darth Maul? What are you thinking, George? You know? And I remember coming out, and that was my only disappointment. And I wasn't mad at it. I was just like, wow, what are they gonna do now? I remember coming out of the theater, and there was Marco in the front of the next line, and I got right back in line with him. And then went back in for for seconds, right? And that's how we used to do that. We would go back to back to back. I remember seeing uh, Phantom Menace seventeen times uh, in a theater, and each time I would take a nap during the pod race scene. For the record, but as we're watching it, I'm remembering. You know, this is all still. It, it stands the test of time. I like watching the Phantom Menace. I, you hear us making fun of shit, and we we talk shit about some prequels. And you know, Scott hates the prequels. Um, I'm a fan of the prequels. I'm a fan of anything Star Wars because um, I can take it. Take what it gives me, put it in its place in the lore, and, and move on. If I didn't like it, that's fine, but at least everything adds something. Phantom Menace, for the most part, is very political, um, but it's it's a, it's needed. We need to know how Palpatine rose to power. We need to know why everything's in, in such a mess when we get to Episode 4. I, I want to see... Maybe I didn't need to see Anakin that young, maybe, but it made sense to, to get him when he was, when he was a, a young kid. You know, um, but the story itself stands the test of time. The CGI still looks fantastic. Uh, we'll, we'll get into Attack of the Clones next week with Sarlacc, and that movie does not stand the test of time for its CGI and effects. Um, that looks really fake, but Phantom Menace still looks really good. Still had fantastic characters. Introduced us to a whole bunch of new worlds. We, we went underwater for the first time. You know, a, a lot of things in that movie were phenomenal, and Story-wise, like if you read these as books, if you read episodes one, two, and three, the novelizations, they're fantastic stories, and they go right along with everything else, and you would never pick them apart. You wouldn't go through all the shit we go through now with the prequel hate and everybody not prequeling and all this other stuff. Um, they're really, really good stories. Was the execution perfect? No. Was the uh, acting wooden at times? Did they say stupid shit like, oh, that's a wizard? You know, yeah, that's fucking stupid, but... You know, for for what it is, it's it's really really solid. So I enjoyed watching the Phantom Menace with the guys, getting everybody's uh, feedback, and we had some really good and fun discussions. Sometimes we glanced over some stuff because we're in the middle of one discussion and something else pops up right away. But you know that's how it is when you got you know four or five guys talking at one movie with four mics um, or five mics. You know, it's just what happens. But if we miss anything and you want to discuss it, shoot us a note. We'll be glad to discuss it with you on either show or, or make a note of it um, on the page and have a discussion there. But I hope you guys are enjoying that because we're enjoying the shit out of doing it. And it's something, you know, like as fans, we see what comes out each time, right? We see the, the new sequels and we get excited each year when those come out. And, and the Starlight crew gets out there and watches them together. But this is the first time we've all sat down as a group and actually watched the movies they're usually playing in the background when we're doing a podcast somebody will have it on a tv or, or it'll be going somewhere but we never sat down watched it dissected it we've had discussions in lines and done our line talk but this is a, a first for us so i hope you guys are enjoying it again keep tuning in uh attack of the clones is next which should be pretty divisive i'm, I'm figuring scott and i are going to get in a few debates here 
um, because frankly, I really do like Attack of the Okay. Attack of the Clones is my second to last rated. Remember, the prequels, I love them. I love all Star Wars. They're a different genre on their own, right? They don't compare to anything else. Phantom Menace is my least favorite Star Wars movie. Attack of the Clones is my second least favorite. But I still love them. So I'm still figuring on a good debate here because there are a lot of really good things that come out of Attack of the Clones. Really solid. So the next two weeks should be a a blast on that on that show. So now the big news this week was Comic-Con. So Comic-Con uh, took place, and of course I didn't get to go because I can never get tickets, and I don't know anybody that can get me tickets because I'm just me on a show talking to myself. But with that on the side, I get to see the posts of everybody else having a blast at these at these things. So the the main thing that popped up, obviously, obviously was the big news was Clone Wars Season 7 coming out. So everybody busted a nut real fast because that's the the biggest thing you could want. Now, on my end... I'm excited about it. I can't wait for it. I can't help but think this is Disney throwing some fan service out there after all the backlash and trying to bring everybody back in and get everybody back on one page. It's okay they're doing that, but I mean, I, I'm I'm just really seeing it. Like they had to they had to get in a room one day and say, "Hey, we're kind of fucked right now because all these you know cyber freaks are out there, um, internet, you know, whatever. They're they're all over our asses. What can we do?" to shut the fuck out of these people and get everybody back to, to digging on Star Wars and, and digging Disney right now. And Filoni's back there going, well, I could just do another season of Clone Wars. I already got it half done. Oh, well, fuck. Let's do that. Way to go, Dave. And there we go. Dave saves the day, and we get Clone Wars uh, Season 7. I haven't seen a negative fucking thing about it. Everything on there, um, everything on the Internet is all about, woo we get ep- or Season 7 now. That's it. Nothing negative. No haters. I was waiting. I was like, there's got to be some haters out there. I haven't seen anybody pull any shit. So this was a genius move. We can see what it is there, Disney, but I love it. So thank you for the fan service. Thank you for doing that. I am really excited. Um, I'll get the streaming service, obviously. I was going to get it before that announcement, and now I'm 100% in. So... Season 7, we're going to see a a lot of cool things, right? We're going to see the Bad Batch... um, where you see one of those one of those clones there um, in the trailer in the darker outfit, we're gonna see um, the siege of Mandalore. We're gonna see the, the arcs that never got to be made, and we're obviously gonna see the return of Ahsoka um, meeting up with Anakin. Which now I, I'm really even more interested to see how that end plays out because I thought the end uh, when she left before, and then when they met back up in Rebels was perfect. I thought that was fantastic. I liked the link. I liked how it went so long without seeing each other, and they were both so shocked to to feel each other through the Force. Um, so I'll, I'll have to see how this one plays out and how they separate again, because um, now we're going to have not one like we did before separation. Then we had two after Rebels. We've seen them split up again, thinking that Ahsoka was dead. Um, now we're going to have three different times where they've basically turned away from each other somehow. So that'll be interesting to see how they play that out. I trust Filoni, you know, wholeheartedly, so fuck it. Whatever they do, I'm going to be like, yeah, that's exactly how it should be. Um, I haven't questioned anything from any of these, besides the filler episodes. You guys know how I feel about Clone Wars filler episodes and anything with Padme, 3PO, and Jar Jar are just filler and garbage. But if we uh, really don't go there and have filler, if we don't have filler episodes in Season 7, this is going to be fucking unreal. Um, I can't wait. 
And we are actually going to go through uh, on Sarlacc in between um, episodes two and three. We're going to go through a recap of the Clone Wars. We can't obviously do all six seasons. The show will take forever. And that'll be really, really a hard listen and a hard recording, honestly. So we're going to pick a couple arcs uh, and, and give you what the Clone Wars gave us, you know, and what it did for us. And I'll tell you right now, a little, little teaser, what it did for me was it made Anakin's turn matter more. Um, Anakin's turn make more sense. It wasn't just like, a, hey, here's episode two Anakin, and he's a little grumpy, and here's episode three, and he's Darth Vader. It gives you a full flesh out of everything that was going on with Anakin, and I think that is what I'm really um, looking forward to seeing more of. And also what it did was kind of flesh out the characters of the clones. You know, it made us care about them. If it was just, if we had this big-ass war, and it was always only droids versus clones, and just left as is, we wouldn't give a shit nearly as much when they would get blown up. When a war was happening, it wouldn't matter, right? They would be basically fought automatically. What the Clone Wars did was it, you know, it humanized these clones. It gave them all personalities. It made us realize they weren't um, just clones. They were built for fighting, but they had their own personalities, their own lives, their own feelings, their own thoughts. It, it was... It was neat to do that and and give us a personal touch there. So when the turn happened, when Order 66 happened, it really it hit home because you're like, holy fuck, you know, that they're after you watching the Clone Wars and watching Episode 3 and everything, you're like, wow, Cody just turned on Obi-Wan after all this time. How fucked up is that? So, you know, that's something else the Clone Wars did was it really fleshed out that time and changed the characters and made everything matter just that much more. So really looking forward to, to seven here. Other big news that you guys know I give a shit about are the uh, the books, the Del Rey books to come out and, and we get to talk about what's coming up soon. What do I have to look forward to to talk about, to read, and, and to add more to the lore and more of the story. So we've got a couple of things coming out. One that's pretty cool is the uh, Tales from Vader's Castle uh, comic anthology. I hear it's going to be a bunch of short stories, like a horror type thing. Um you know, a bunch of scary stories from Vader's castle. So that should be cool. I don't know how much to the lore it's going to add. If it's anything like the adventures of Luke Skywalker, I hope it's not like that. Cause I think that was pretty, it proved one little quick point, but I could have done that in a paragraph. So I hope it's not like that. I hope it's just something badass and, and scary and wicked. And I want to see Vader tearing shit up like everybody else does. Um, another one is the queen shadow, um, from EK Johnston. Um, it's a Padme book. I, Padme is one of my least favorite characters in all of Star Wars. I understand she's the mother of the twins. I understand she's the reason Anakin turned. But, man, I just, I don't know. And don't get me wrong, I dug on Natalie Portman, so that wasn't the issue. It just, I don't know about the character. It just, it's, she's always kind of just driven me nuts. And she is very wooden in the movies. Her The Clone Wars arcs did nothing for her. So maybe this book will, will twist it up a little bit and make it better. But, man, having a whole novel on her, and you know I'm going to have to read it, um, man, I hope it's good. But Queen Shadow is going to be coming out. Um, but the big one I think everybody's excited for, and, again, I think this is a little bit more fan service, again, just to get everybody all, all pumped up, is Master and Apprentice by Claudia Gray. So now you've got Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon together, and you've got Claudia Gray writing it. That's a total fucking win. I'm totally fucking in. Um, as soon as that drops, I'll I'll do a review three days later on that one. 
because that's that's what I'm talking about. Going back prequel era, Obi Wan and and Qui Gon before this whole mess happened to see what was going on. I want to see. We talked about this last week, uh, uh, Qui Gon and and how different he was than the other Jedi, and not that he was a dark Jedi or I hate to use gray Jedi because I think that's that's stupid too, but he obviously kind of treaded both sides. And I really want to hear that. I want to hear more of him. I want to hear a little bit about how he knew how to become a Force Ghost. What was he studying? How did he figure this shit out? So hopefully she she digs a little on that. Everything she's written has been fucking gold. So if you haven't checked out any of her other books, uh, go go get Lost Stars. Just just go get it. And while you're at it, go ahead and get Bloodline and any of the fucking else things she wants to work on. Okay, those are all fucking phenomenal. And even uh, Leia, Princess of Alderaan. You know, really solid book. Was it one of my favorites? No, nah, it wasn't one of my favorites. But it was really well written, really fleshed out Leia's character, and you got to see why, you know, her upbringing, and you got to meet Holdo for the first time when she was young. It was, it was a solid book. It wasn't one of my favorites, but Lost Stars and Bloodline absolutely, absolutely are. And then something cool they pulled was uh, Timothy Zahn was obviously there promoting Thrawn Alliances, which I have right now, and I'm wasting time recording a fucking show when I should be reading a fucking book. But... Uh, got Thrawn Alliances ready. It kicked out, kicked out today. Um, but he had Mark Thompson there reading excerpt, ex, an excerpt from it. And to watch now Mark Thompson go... Because I always wonder, does he do a voice at a time? Um, does he do like a line, take a, take a drink, do a line, take a drink? Not a line, like read a line, not like do a line. But uh, what does Mark Thompson do? What's his process? And this motherfucker just sat there with a script in front of him and changed characters from Palpatine to Vader to Thrawn to the narrator going through it, just reading it. I'm like, holy, but he even breathed like Darth Vader. I'm like, wow, that was really fucking rad to watch Mark Thompson up there on stage uh, reading from Alliances. And what a cool, cool deal to be at. I would have, that would have been one of my favorite things ever to be at because Mark Thompson, if you do the audiobooks too, like I used to do both. I used to do the reading and the audiobooks. Lately, I'll do Thrawn both. I'll read it first and I'll do the audiobook. But for the most part, my time and I'm in, I'm in the car more now. I'm really into the audiobooks and I've I've gone through you know everything I've read. I've gone through at least twice on an audiobook. I'm going through the old EU stuff now just for to draw comparisons, which I'll talk about in a quick second. But uh, Mark Thompson is the absolute voice of anything Star Wars. If it's not him reading it, it's hardly worth the listen. But if it, if you see, you know, narrated by Mark Thompson, you fucking jump on it. And that that's that was awesome to see. Then uh, also at Comic-Con, obviously, is going to be the toy announcements and the toy views and all that stuff. And I'm not going to get too deep into it. Um, really, we'll let the Toy Migos over at They're Not Dolls handle that piece. But, you know, exciting stuff from Star Wars coming out, some re-releases. I'll finally get to get my Black Series Boba Fett. I might even pull off the IG-88 and Bosks as well. Uh, I try not to collect a whole lot of Black Series. I'm really into the, the Funko Pops, but I, I do like my, my evil side, so uh might have to jump on those while I have a chance. What I'm excited, and I wish they would have uh, shown some more, is I know they're coming out with a whole bunch of Clone Wars pops, and that's what I'm excited to see is some... some I need an Anakin. I don't want the... I, I see the new one coming out with the box, right, um, with the Smuggler's Bounty. I don't want a, a movie scene. I want a straight-up standalone Anakin um, from Clone Wars Episode 3 or something. That's what I need in my life. 
Uh, also, Funko, if you're listening to me, can you give me a fucking three-pack of some battle droids? Give me a B1, a B2, and a droidica. Uh, that would just make my day. And while we're at it, we'll go off topic and give me some office pops from NBC. I need a, you know, a Michael Scott on my desk immediately. Now, speaking of pops, what, uh, I'll just share a, a quick story. You guys know I collect pops, and I've got well over 150-some-odd out-of-box Star Wars collectible pops. Um, but I do keep the boxes. I keep them in my garage, and I have them all stacked up on a ledge, and they're out there, and, you know, I have a full setup in the garage. But my wife and I have been hanging out out there lately. You know, we'll go out there, have a drink or two, and, and just hang out and, and chill. Lately, and my wife is nowhere near a geek, um, I'm actually kind of amazed she lets me have my office the way I do. And actually, I'm quite frankly surprised she's with me with all this geek shit. But lately, she's actually been asking me about the pops. And each night we go through and we, we uh, she picks one and I give her a full story about the character. So that's been kind of a trip. You know, we went through uh, Isla Secura and I knew she would pick that one right off the bat. Um, she asked me who my favorite one of the pops was and really it came out to be Thrawn. Um, big Thrawn fan. If you guys haven't figured that out from, you know, Sarlacc in here. Um, we went through Tarkin and his story. And then uh, we went through Captain Rex yesterday. And after we talked about Captain Rex, it kind of hit me. Clone Wars has made the clones so, and we talked about this earlier, so diverse and so separate in each their own character. I forget often that they are clones. I know they look alike, and they mention it enough, um who they are, what they are, and what they were bred for. But then you got to think, I, I always forget that there are clones of Jango Fett, that they are the, they're what Boba Fett looks like under his mask. I forget that all the time. And, and every time I think about it, now I see a clone, I'm like, well, fuck, that's what Boba Fett looks like when we see him in Empire or something close to it, right? Um, and then I start thinking, well, shit, we've seen Boba Fett, you know, out of his mask, basically. We've seen what he looks like for almost his entire life. Between when we saw the Kaminoans and they showed the the young Bobas and you know and you see Daniel Logan um, as young Boba, you've seen Tamura Morrison as Django and the clones. You watch the cartoons and you watch these guys. You've seen now Canon Rex and Return of the Jedi is you know uh, older middle aged uh, Boba Fett. Basically, that's what Boba Fett's gonna look like under his mask. I mean, hell, we've even seen uh, Clone 99 in the Clone Wars. We've seen Boba Fett fucking old as hell. Uh, so that's something neat that you really don't think about all the time. And it just happened to when I, my wife and I were sitting in the garage and we had that discussion about Rex. I was like, well, shit, this guy actually looks like Boba Fett's going to look probably probably a few years after uh, Jedi, um, you know, knowing that he survived and everything. But that also brings up a point where if we do get this rumored, confirmed, whatever the fuck uh, Boba Fett movie, they really have to be careful. You can't go get a completely different looking actor. This can't be just some random guy off the street. They need to make the look and the sound really close because they've got this ingrained in our heads now um, between the prequels and uh, the Clone Wars and even dubbing over the voice in the special, special editions of the original trilogy. Uh, you can't change the voice now. They We are really stuck. If changing Boba Fett at this point and changing his voice and his look is just about the same to me as taking McGregor out of the Obi-Wan role if that ever fucking happens. So now they've kind of stuck themselves in there where you, you have to use Morrison or somebody really close to play Boba Fett. You cannot just get some average Joe off the street 
Um, definitely can't be, you know, blonde hair, blue eyed. You you can't go to what was the some other rumors we had were all over the place. You can't have anybody if it's not pretty close to Morrison. And while we're on the subject of Boba Fett movies, wouldn't you have thought at some point in the past week or two, you you would have gotten an announcement, especially during uh, Comic-Con, of possibly a Boba Fett movie or a Obi-Wan movie if it's supposed to start filming in April? Why wouldn't we get an announcement at this point right now that something's going to happen? That would have been the perfect opportunity. So if it is happening and they didn't announce it, big miss on their part. Um, but still, I... All these rumors, man, grain of salt. Everybody's confirmed it already. But this would have been one of those perfect times. They they announced the Clone Wars. They announced a bunch of cool new books. They announced a bunch of toys. Why not announce a fucking movie or two or, or some plans? And they didn't do that. So why are we still on that? And, and hopefully everybody just stops. Because every day I go through the, the Facebook and Instagram and Twitter, and I say, well, who do you want to play this? And who do you want to play that? No, oh, now that it's announced, now that it's confirmed blah, 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 this would have been the perfect opportunity since they were announcing shit anyway to, to go with that. But with all that said, I think it was a pretty good Comic-Con for Star Wars. I think there was a bunch of uh, fan service in there, and I think we're going to be uh, pretty happy going forward, but still no big announcements. Now, last but not least, and this is going to be a pretty quick episode, I think, unless I go off on this for another 15 or 20 fucking minutes. Um... The internet. You know I bitch about it a lot. You know the guys on Sarlacc have, have had it up to their, their necks with it. You've seen that I've really slowed down our Instagram pages um, just because the negativity, the arguments, I just don't have time for it in my life right now. I, I was When it was all, when it was 90% positive and everybody was cool, we were all one big happy family, it was fun. But the internet trolls have taken the fuck over, right? Uh, petitions to change things and always bitching about this and bitching about that and very uneducated bullshit. If you have an opinion, great. Uh, if you can back it up, even fucking better. If you're just trolling, fuck off. We've been through all that, right? So this is something that's off Star Wars topic but kind of involved. And, and you've heard me say before that the Internet and social media is going to be the downfall of society and we're going to lose so many things and, and nobody can do shit. I just want to bring up this uh, James Gunn situation, mainly because it's Disney and... and it's Star Wars' parent company, and, and you guys know I don't get political. I don't give a shit about most things like that. I My, my politics are in a galaxy far, far away, um, so I really don't care most times. But this is one of those things there. We've seen it with the Star Wars fan base when everybody turns, and um, it's so easy on the Internet to, to throw stones and to get on people's case and, and things like that. So you have James Gunn, who 10... Eight or ten years ago, make some really fucking ridiculous uh, tweets, and they are ridiculous, and they're foul, and they're they're you know reprehensible, and there is no excuse for them. There isn't. Um, but it was eight and ten years ago. The man apologized like six, seven years ago for them. He was hired by Disney, knowing that they were there. These were already on the internet. These weren't secrets. This was him trying to be edgy and thinking he was cool. Now, mind you, he was my age when he made these tweets. So it wasn't like he was some young kid. I was thinking I wanted to check his age, and I'm like, well, if he was like 23, 24, maybe he just didn't know any better, and, you know, people fucking grow. But he, he was 41 years old. He was my age, so he, he should have known better. But that's besides the point. He made a mistake. 
he fucked up and I'm pretty much sure just about everybody does. Um, I think the jokes are horrid, but I will say this. If you go on Instagram and you check a lot of these uh, younger guys' Instagram feeds, there is a lot of foul shit they think is fucking hilarious, right? They joke about rape. They joke about pedophilia. They joke about school shootings. They joke about bombings. They joke about a whole lot of shit that I stopped following a lot of them because of it, just because that's not my, my thing, right? But that's my choice. I just stop listening. They, they can say what they want. I can just stop listening. I can stop following them. Not that big a deal. James Gunn, 41 years old, didn't have a bunch of big stuff going. He didn't have the, the Disney thing. He's trying to be edgy. He's trying to be cool. He's trying to fit in with this crowd and get on the social media, which 10 years ago, we didn't know how big social media was going to affect our lives. We were still fucking with MySpace. Um, you know, he, he made a mistake. Do you guys think he should pay by losing, you know, basically his job over something he had done 10, 10 years ago or so? Now, mind you, I've done some stupid shit in my life. I've never done anything that crass. But I would hate for something that I did, say, ah, shit, last 10 years I've been pretty good. But say go back 18 years and I was doing something stupid. And would I want that to affect my job now? Jo uh, you know, a whole different career I'm in and something come up and take that away from me and fuck with my family and fuck with my livelihood and fuck with everything? No. And that was um, how I saw that was a witch hunt by, you know, and again, I don't care about politics. This, this could have went either way. Um, he said something political, so somebody on the other side went and found some shit and dug it up on him and, and brought it up. And, you know, and to be honest with you, Disney really had zero choice but to take action and fire him. They really did. I'm, I'm not mad at Disney at all here. Um, so I wish they could have gotten around it. Yeah, I, th I think I, I do wish James Gunn wouldn't have lost his job over something from a decade ago because I think this was all bullshit. But... When it comes down to it, Disney had no choice. Disney is, when it comes down to it, a family-run, or not a family-run, a family-aimed business um, with stockholders and big bosses and everything, and you, you can't have those kind of jokes laying around in, in your world. And I get everybody's going to have the memes with the, the old racist stuff, and, and yeah, they were racist as shit, but that was a different time, and a lot of shit was like that back then. And I think they've made recompense since doing that, too. So this is a tough thing, right? And I know he's apologized. I know all that. But for Disney, they were fucked if they did, and they were fucked if they didn't. If they don't fire him, then everybody's going to be on their case about, oh, you're condoning this, you're condoning that. Um, if you do fire him, then you hear, oh, come on, man, it was a decade ago. Why are you fucking with it? And all the actors lose their minds. You've seen, you know, Batista, you know, bitching right at him, and everybody else, Michael Rooker, left uh, Twitter, um, because it's just a toxic place. It's it's gone to the point where everybody thinks they have a voice and they use it and they abuse it and they just go at it. You got a bunch of bullies out there that are fucking with people. Um, I don't know what's wrong in everybody's lives where they have to just go out there and fuck with other people's lives, but it's it's a mess, guys. And I'm really fucking tired of it. Uh, I love what we do. I love being part of the Star Wars community when everybody responds and talks and chats and and tags us. I fucking dig it, man. We're we're all over that. But it's really hard for me to go in and try to have a conversation with somebody when I know they're just evil and they can turn on us in a second, you know, and fuck our shit up. Just uh, not that we're as big as James Gunn, obviously, but. I, you know, I just I just see that it's there's too much power on the internet that people can just bitch, complain, and get somebody fired from a job where they're making millions and making millions of people happy. By the way, because Guardians are probably some of the best movies 
out of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Um, the Guardians, when they were in Infinity War, were probably my favorite part besides Thanos. Uh, you know, it's just a, it's just a big fucking clusterfuck. And this is the kind of shit that's going on. And this, is, this is why I mentioned it. Because this is the kind of shit that goes on within Star Wars. And you got all the bitching about Ryan Johnson. Oh, what they did uh, to, to, to Tran. To, you know, how they did to Ahmed Best before and it, it, to Daniel Lloyd. It's just a mess how the internet people, people that call themselves fans, um, can just take to the internet, get their voice heard, fuck with somebody's life, and, and really just mess them up for good. And that's where I think things need to stop. Not that we're going to be able to stop it from here. Not that our voice matters that much. But I just, if you're listening to us and you're fans of this show and you know how we are, we will argue tooth and nail on a subject. We will go, well, okay, I will for sure. But all the guys, you know, they'll do the same thing. But on the internet, I will be on your shit. I will tell you if you're wrong. I will tell you if you're right. I will back you. We'll go through it. But if you just want to troll, I'm just going to fuck with you for a while. And then I'm going to block you. And I'm I'm just, I'm, I'm so, I'm just tired of that level of, of, crazy on the internet and I it's just going to be the end of the world I swear World War 3 is going to start over some fucking tweet and I don't care who the president is it's going to end up starting that way um so again I don't want to get political I think both sides are a bunch of fucking just a bunch of fucking mess so with that said let's get back to where we were pre the last Jedi let's get back to having some fun on the internet let's get back to enjoying Star Wars for what it is which is a fantasy space opera that touches millions of people in a good way not like a James Gunn joke way but it, it affects us all in a, in a mostly in a positive way and somehow we've all we I say we some folks in our fandom have turned it into a very negative thing where all they want to do is bitch, gripe, and complain and make it negative for everybody else. So we've got to find some way. I think everybody's been doing it um, the last month or so. It's been getting a lot better where there's a lot more positivity than negative. But I need everybody to keep that up because that that's what will bring it back to fun. That Disney's fan service, they're obviously showing some people right now. Um, I do think you know the Clone Wars is a nice step in that direction. I should shut everybody up for a little while. I think if Lando's a nine, that'll that'll help a, a ton too. Um, but if everybody can just start being more positive and just telling everybody else, you know, let's stop feeding the trolls. I, I say that, and you know, I'm going to feed them tomorrow. But if we stop, you know, biting on that shit and getting into fights with them, then they'll lose some of their power. You know, I jumped off of Facebook. I haven't mentioned anything on Facebook. Okay, I did get blocked. Don't get me wrong, but they unblocked me, and then I still stopped. I probably had two arguments since they unblocked me. Um. But if we stop feeding those fuckers, maybe we'll get some get some positivity back in here. So now it's time for me to probably sign off here. I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna go listen to Thrawn Alliances. I did start it. Um, what I did had to do was I stopped Dark Force Rising because I was going through the old uh, Thrawn trilogy. I think I mentioned that before. You know what? While I'm there, let's not stop yet. So I'm through Heir to the Empire, and I'm through. I'm half more than halfway through with Dark Force Rising. As I listen to this. And I, and I go through all the old EU books. It's amazing how nobody complained about these books and the changing characters and the way people acted and did things um, or the force powers people had, anything like that, ever. Like, I never heard bitching and complaining before. If you read the Bane trilogy, there's all sorts of powers and things and stuff that we had never heard or seen on film, but nobody bitched about it. 
there's stuff in the Heir of the Empire that, you know, where it talks about how depressed Luke is. In the very beginning, they're talking about how depressed Luke is and he's having problems and all these things. Nobody ever bitches about that. They only bitch when it's on the films because nobody else goes deeper. And the people that do go deeper seem to have rose-colored glasses on when they, they think about these other books. And and fuck, man, nobody bitch about this stuff. The the most loved thing, I, I think, is Clone Wars, right? There's there's hardly any argument to the contrary that everybody loves the Clone Wars. There are arguments about every movie, different rankings, different everything. I think if you just called the Clone Wars series a movie, it'd be in the top three of everybody's list. If you called all six seasons and uh, the movie all together, I think that would fall in the top three for everybody. Do you know how much crazy shit happens in the Clone Wars? What crazy powers everybody has, where they go, the aliens they see, the powers they see, the different types of Force users they see, all this stuff, yet nobody complains about that until Ryan Johnson puts it on film, and it's not that far off from other EU-type stuff. They've changed some names, they've changed some stuff, they may have changed some ages in a couple of scenarios, but really, there's a lot of bitching for stuff that we've either seen before or... They go in a direction we, we should be used to by now. It's amazing the amount of bitching that we get about people raping people's childhoods and tearing it up and taking it away from them when really the books have done that for years. Whether we decide they were canon or not, they've been doing that for years. And everybody swears by the EU, but the EU had the same things these movies do. Um, different stuff, bigger things, new powers, different attitudes on, on characters. Uh, it's unbelievable how you know, similar, that you could fit, I could fit the Heir to the Empire trilogy thus far again. It's been years since I uh, read them, now listen to them. It's been years. But now I can take this Heir to the Empire trilogy already so far, and I'm like, this could still fit in the canon. Tweak a little bit here and there. Tweak the, the twins into, into uh, Ben, obviously. Tweak Luke being around so much in, the, in and out. But the rest of it really, and, and te uh, tweak the timeline a little bit, you really be able to put that into canon without much much change, really. Um, even Thrawn would be older at that point. He'd be the right age, you know, because we're going through this Thrawn stuff right now, and they're basically prequels to Thrawn's uh, entire career. He's very new in the Empire at this point. If you read the books, he's not been around a whole fucking long time. Um, even in Rebels, he hasn't been around a whole long time. By the time we're in uh, the Heir of the Empire trilogy, he'd been around a while. He'd been around the block. He'd been one of the top advisors and, and top, you know, uh, obviously people in the Empire. He's probably one of the more powerful three or four after Tarkin and then obviously over Tarkin when he died. So, you know, even that 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 uh, that trilogy that everybody's upset that's gone, it could still fit. They could still redo that. Hell, we might not know. Maybe maybe Zahn has something in the works there post-Return of the Jedi. That'd be fantastic because I still, I still stand that we're going to see Thrawn in one of the uh, sequel trilogy movies. So obviously 9 is where I'm going to have to guess we see him. Probably not going to happen, but I can hope. And you guys know that I'm, I'm a huge fan of the new canon. Huge fan. Um, some great stories, great authors. Um, they're doing a really good job with the characters. You know, what I've noticed at this point, and I, I know I talked about this on Sarlacc, so if, you, if, you, if this is redundant, sorry. Um, what I think they need to get better at is introducing new stuff in new places with new characters. You know, um, I'll give that to the EU. When they did do stuff, it was completely new. When we saw Heir to the Empire, that, you know, the the, the Chiss in general, Thrawn, the Nogri, everybody, it, that was all new stuff, right? Talking about the Dark Force, the Dreadnoughts, all this stuff was, was new. 
when you've seen um, the Old Republic stuff, it's all new things, all new powers, all new characters. What I've noticed from the canon, besides, I'd say, the Aftermath trilogy, which introduced some new people that were important, uh, this has been a lot of background stuff. It's been a lot of uh, telling of their, of the, basically, their, their own prequels to each person. Right, so I'm getting Thrawn prequels right now. I'm I'm getting his backstory. We get that a lot in the Last Shot with Han and and some some obviously some post Jedi stuff. You get that in Phasma. We get that in just about every book. We've got Leia's backstory in here. We've we've got just about everybody's. So that's probably what they need to do is branch out a little bit. Um, they're probably waiting until after the movies are done. I get that, but that's probably the piece everybody has a problem with canon versus EU. And and I kind of get it, but I'm a huge fan of the canon. Don't talk shit about it. I get. I just understand a little bit more as I'm going through them again on the EU, why people are upset. So I'll give you that. But let's give uh let's give them some some chance here. Um, but yeah, they they've got to start moving the ball here quick because I'm quite a few every single book deep right now, and I am missing that that piece that takes us out of giving me backstory. Though I am really excited about Master and Apprentice. Guess what that is? That's still Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan's backstory. So they keep doing it, using the same formula. It's probably time to change it up just a little bit um, and add some more and venture out, unless they're just waiting to do that in the movies and on their streaming service. So if that's the case, then I'll shut the fuck up. And All right. Well, you know what? I think I'm going to go ahead and uh, wrap this up. Look at that. I think I just babbled for like 45 fucking minutes on just any subject that came into my head today. So... Um, I hope you guys enjoyed it. I hope you were talking along. I hope I didn't um and whatever too much. I I felt like I did today, but fuck it. Who cares? Like I said, it's my show, and there's only six of you listening, so, you know, we'll deal with it. But I appreciate you guys all for for checking it out. Um, Again, catch me here every two weeks on Hoth Topic. Follow it on Instagram on, on at Hoth Topic Podcast. Um, there is another Hoth Topics show on. Um, tell your friends. It's not that one. It's the one we're hooked. Obviously, you're here. Or on rawlipod.com. You can check me out there. Um, obviously, you guys know that because you're here, but tell your friends. Try, try to lead them in that direction. Check out Sarlacc. Um, we got a lot of fun stuff going on right now, and once big news breaks, we'll be all over it. It has been slow on real news, so I mean, obviously, we're not pushing. We don't push fake news. We don't do shit for clicks and for listens. We just talk Star Wars. We talk shit, and we have a, a lot of fun doing it. And catch all the other guys' shows too. If you haven't checked them all out, um, you've got Who Will Survive with. Uh, Marco from our crew. Um, you got Nerds with Attitudes with Scott. You got uh, They're Not Dolls and The Talking Dead and all sorts of things uh, down the rabbit hole. All sorts of shit from Ernie. And we're going to have Cooking with Mike uh, eventually. So, and then always check out the RLU crew. So, with that said, uh, Marco's going to end this thing by putting some ads on it for me. Um, since they've been the same ads every week, I'm sure they're going to be the same ones. I got to cut one for this fucking show. Uh, I gotta talk to myself for like thirty seconds. I have to figure out how to how the hell to do that. But uh, go ahead, listen to their shows, and until next time, I'll see you in hell. Yeah. Hey, 
Paul, what I was thinking is that we need to cut a promo. Yeah, I've been working on some ideas. It's just I don't really know where to go with it exactly. What if I got like a filter where we could just kind of talk normally and we can have kind of a script, but then yes. I can I can like filter it so that one of us will have one kind of voice and then one will have the other. I want to put my request, make me as Freddy Krueger. Can you do that? Maybe instead of the voices, what if we tried to like write a skit, develop a whole thing and we have a backstory and, but well, I don't know. That might be kind of too long. So but like screeching cars and explosions and fireworks. and Yeah. And, yeah. Well, what about, I like it. Maybe instead of, you know, doing a filter, we could just like reach out to Robert England himself and maybe Ooh. he can, you know, just record a promo for us sometime. Do you think, I, I mean, we I, might have to like raise some money. We can do a Kickstarter and we could just throw it out to like Robert England and you know sure, just, sure. just all kinds of actors and and I think people will do that. I think. Sure. Why not? Well, you know what? I don't know. Maybe we're overthinking this whole thing. How about if we just tell people where to find us? I like that. You can find us at Who Will Survive on iTunes, Stitcher, on the Legion Podcast Network, and on the Raw Live and Unedited Podcasting Network. Also on Facebook and Instagram under the same name. Oh wait, can we do it? underwater oh, with that, piranhas killing me that would kind of be brutal and if that doesn't work then you can do the regular promo all right well just get in the water and i'll go get some fish all right cool Join the Nerds with Attitude podcast each week, now part of the Raw Live Unedited Network, featuring the Nerds with Attitude podcast. Covering pop culture, nerd news, TV shows, movies, comics, no, and toys. Also, listen to Nerd Tunes with Scott and Kevin, movie reviews with President Rob, Kevin interviews, and more. And remember, keep it nerdy. Kevin Intermuse. Nope, that's the show about cats. I talk to cats. In a world with far too many Star Wars podcasts comes one more Star Wars podcast. The Sarlacc Digest, a bi-weekly show covering Star Wars news, toys, book reviews, fan theories, and new canon discussion. All wings report in. Join the Sarlacc Digest hosts as they bring you knowledge and lore. Man, whenever the Yuzon Vong dropped the moon on Chewbacca's head, it, it, I shot a Holy tear, shit, dude. What? Not f***ing canon. Jason and Jaina Solo. Why is it so hard for everybody to understand? The passion. So when Luke took off Vader's helmet, you could just see the sadness going in, the lighting and the, and the tears forming, and it's just, the, the soundtrack just starts raising. And uh, then, you know it's a movie, right? What? The fandom. Okay, so I have my Darth Vader camping chair for the line, my brand new exclusive Luke and Leia vans, my Star Wars pop vinyl wristband that I just got. Oh, did I tell you that I was going to get my next... Uh... And the collecting world. I got the orange card of figures. I got the green card. I got the red card. Okay, do you have circles on hand? No circles, half circle? Half circles? Half circle. You got Palpatine Blue Saber? I do, and the barge. What the f***? No, not the barge. The Sarlacc Digest, bringing you line talk and digesting Star Wars topics over a thousand years. Find us on SoundCloud, iTunes, or wherever you get your podcasts. And we're proud members of the RLU, Raw Live and Unedited Podcasting Network. Find us, rawlivepod.com. Uh, Pigs and Flicks is uh, part of the Raw Live and Unedited Podcasting Network, which means you can listen to the podcast on iTunes, Podbean, Stitcher, or the listening platform of your choice. Or you can go directly to rawlivepod.com. Yay!